the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Today is a continuation of our series on Messiah, and you have reach the heart of Messiah radio program, and so we are talking about uh, continuing last week's discussion about following the laws of Messiah, and um, what are those laws, and it's interesting because not only in our culture today are we worried about the laws in Scripture, we're also worried about the laws of the land, right? But uh, we won't go there, will we? No. Uh, so let's pray together. Avinu Malkinu, our Father, our King, we love you, and we honor you and praise you. And with all the stuff going on, Father, it's more of a reason to trust in you. It's more of a reason to just love you with all our heart, soul, and mind, to, uh, so that we can not be moved by the world and the culture of our country that we are hearing about, but we are moved by your world, Lord, the spiritual world, the world that says that we are to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. And who is our neighbor but everybody that we run into? So, Lord, I pray in the name of Yeshua that if we can just do those two things well today and every day, I believe we will be making a better world. So, Father, we just ask for an anointing on this program. We ask that you would pour out your spirit royally, not only on me as as speaking the words that I believe are from you, but also our listeners so that they can hear not only uh, the words, but they can hear your heart, Lord. We bless you, we praise you, and worship you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. If you're interested in uh, any kind of financial involvement, we would love that. Uh, as you can imagine, with all the craziness going on, that that our gift giving has, is down this year. But uh, we are here because. 
the Lord has really shown us that this is something that we have to do. And so if you'd like to call Karen at 813-831-5673 and let her know you'd like to give, we would appreciate it. And certainly prayer is always appreciated. Also, we would ask you to visit our congregation or find us on Facebook. Um, we are Shoresh David on Facebook, and we have live services Friday evening at 7.30 and Saturday morning uh, at uh, 11 o'clock. Now, our, our Wesley Chapel, um, Shoresh David, is at 10 o'clock on Saturday, and St. Pete is at 7 o'clock on Friday, so we're all over the board. But we'd love for you to join us, and that would be a tremendous blessing. Uh, look, last week we defined what the law is. We gave examples of how the disciples and Yeshua used the laws in the Hebrew Scriptures. And the law of Messiah, as I've already prayed about, is to love God and love your neighbor. We know that from Matthew 22:37 through 40. But we also know, and I mentioned this last week, that in John 1.14 it said, And the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us. And so I believe that Yeshua is the Word of God um, from Genesis to Revelation. Right? And so you could say that the law of Messiah is all of Scripture. But let's look a little closer, and we're going to look a little differently than last week. And, uh, but I do want you to remember one thing, that when you translate the word Torah, which is usually translated as law, it also means instruction. So keep that in mind as we talk about, uh, well, what is the purpose of the law? Uh, what is the purpose of God's instruction to us? And I thought of 11 purposes, but you know what? I'm sure there are 20 or 30 purposes. But these are some of the ones that I thought about. Number one, that um, God wants to reveal his holy character to the nation of Israel. And so we see that in the law. It's uh, Leviticus 19.2 uh, and, and Leviticus 27 and 8 and Leviticus 11.44. All three of them talk about God's holiness. In fact, the last one uh, is, For I am Adonai your God, therefore sanctify yourselves and be holy, for I am holy. So how do we do that? We know that sanctify is another word, actually, for separating ourselves spiritually from the culture, from the world. That's actually what I prayed about earlier. And so uh, because God is holy, he wants us to be holy. And so that's one of his purposes in his instruction. Secondly, um, I thought that uh, the Torah is a guide. You know, we see in 1 Timothy 1, verse 8, we know that the Torah is good if one uses it legitimately, knowing that the Torah is not given for a tzaddik, meaning righteous one, but for the lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinful, for the unholy and worldly, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for the sexual immoral, for homosexuals, slave traders, liars, perjurers, 
and for anything else that opposes sound teaching, in keeping with what was entrusted to me, the glorious good news of the blessed, blessed God. When I read that list, I figure that it just means that all of us are sinners, that we know, and so the Torah is for all of us, and we need to understand it is a guide for living. So the the Torah, number three, also shows us the one true God. And we see that in many places. Deuteronomy 6.35 says, You were shown so that you might know that Adonai is God. There is no other besides him. So the Lord God is one. Amen? The fourth idea is that the Torah required Israel to be a distinct people from all other nations. And, you know, this is an interesting thing because sometimes when we think we have to separate uh, in order to be holy, we separate as a point of arrogance or a point of not being in the world or of the world. And, and I think we're supposed to be in the world, but somehow separate. This is a difficult area. And um, so, but we are to be a distinct people. And now, uh, so in Exodus 19.5, now then, if you listen closely to my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be my own treasure from among all people, for all the earth is mine. And so, again, we see in Leviticus 20.26, you are to be holy to me, for I am Adonai, am holy, and have set you apart from the people, so that you would be mine. Number five, the Torah teaches man about sin, and we see actually this commentary in Romans 3.20 about that. It says, no human on the basis of Torah observance will be set right in his sight, meaning God's sight, for through the Torah comes an awareness of sin. All right, number six. Uh, Torah provides us blessings, and in Deuteronomy 4.40, it says you must keep his statutes and his mitzvot, his uh, commandments, which I am commanding you today so that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and so that you may prolong your days in the land that Adonai, your God, is giving you for all time. So being led by Scripture actually is going to bless you and your children and your life. Number seven, Torah provides wisdom and shows it to the world. So Deuteronomy 4, 6, you must keep and do them, meaning the commandments, for it is your wisdom and understanding in the eyes of the people who will hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. And the Torah, number eight, uh, provided forgiveness through sacrifice and offerings. And look, there's so many scriptures in this area, but I just figure if you read Leviticus 1 through 7, you'll see how this works for the people with faith in the Lord in the nation of Israel, how they receive forgiveness through sacrifice and offering. Number nine, The Torah provides a way to worship God. And there's so many things that the Torah explains about worship. Everything from singing and dancing and clapping to... 
to the, the actual holy days, the Moedim, the appointed times. Number 10, the Torah provides God's direction for the physical and spiritual health of a nation. Again, there's so many scriptures, but I would just say Exodus 21 to 23, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 19, of course, Psalm 119, um, to try 97 to 104. Uh, all of these talk about uh, how the um, following God's direction will bring physical and spiritual health to a nation. And if there's something we need right now during this pandemic, I think health is one of those things. So it, it is important that we really follow the Lord. And finally, number 11, the Torah revealed to us the need for and the reality of Messiah. And there's so many scriptures on this, but I, I, I do want to take a couple moments and look at some of them, because it's, it's really important to know that, that God revealed Messiah um, through the Hebrew Scriptures, and it was talked about in the New Covenant. So all of these uh, Scriptures I'm going to give you are from the New Covenant, but they're about the Torah. So Galatians 3.24, Therefore the Torah became our guardian to lead us to Messiah, so that we might be made... Um, we might... Um, be made right based on trusting. And then Romans 10.4, the Messiah is the goal of the Torah as a means to righteousness for everyone who keeps trusting. And in Romans 8.3 and 4, what was impossible for the Torah, since it was weakened on account of the flesh, God has done sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as a sin offering, he condemns sin in the flesh, so that the requirement of the Torah might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Ruach, the Spirit. Luke twenty-two forty-four. Then he said to them, These are my words, which I spoke to you while I was still with you, Everything written concerning me in the Torah of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. You're getting a sense of it? Let me do one more. I mean, there's so many, but let me, let me give you one other scripture. I really love this scripture, so listen carefully. Acts 13, 38, and 39. Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers, that through this one, meaning Yeshua, is proclaimed to you the removal of sins, including all those which you could not set right by the Torah of Moses. Through this one, everyone who keeps trusting is made righteous. Wow. Through Yeshua, everyone who keeps trusting him is made righteous. Okay, so I have some points of how uh, the law points to Messiah. So, for instance, number one, the moral and civil laws reflect the righteousness of Yeshua and his kingdom, while the ceremonial laws emphasize his holiness. Uh, I have seven of these, so if you want to keep track. Number two, the tabernacle foreshadows the presence of Yeshua among his people. Three, the sacrifices foreshadow the sacrifice of Yeshua on the cross. Four, the priest anticipates Yeshua's priestly function. 
five, the temple sacrifices get us ready for the union with Yeshua through his sacrifice and atonement. Six, the penalties in the law anticipate Yeshua's judgments. And seven, the commands concerning occupying the promised land anticipate us entering the kingdom of God, heaven, and the blessings we have in Yeshua. So couple, let's, let's look at a couple things. In, in the instruction from the Hebrew Scriptures, uh, are they different for Jews and Gentiles? Now, um, let me just say here that I have some difference of opinion with the Messianic movement. Yes, I'm part of the Messianic movement. But, you know, you can't have differences. That's allowed, right? And so I am somebody who believes in one law for everyone. And that's not quite what the Messianic movement uh, believes. So, but that's okay. Uh, I will give you my reasoning, and that's why I believe that believers, Christians, and Messianics should um, celebrate all the holy days, you know, like the Sabbath, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, which are coming up in about a month and a half, uh, Passover, First Fruits, Shavuot, all of these. So here's some of my reasoning. Um, in Exodus 20, verse 9 and 10, it talks about the Sabbath. And it says you're to work six days and do all uh, I'm sorry, you are to, right, work six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Shabbat, a Sabbath to Adonai, your God. In it you shall not do any work, nor you, nor your son, nor your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your cattle, nor the outsider that is within your gates. So in other words... Um, even outsiders, right? Okay. Uh, but this doesn't stop just with one verse. If it were one verse, I, I don't know how I'd feel. But in, in Yom Kippur, Leviticus 16.29, it says the same thing, and then it says both the native-born and the outsider dwelling among you. For Shavuot, it's the same thing, Levite and outsider. In Sukkot, it says outsider. And besides these holy days, uh, there are many places where the foreigner is included in many of these scriptures in Leviticus 17, 18, 24, Numbers 15, many others. But in Deuteronomy 31, 12, and 13, it says, gather the people, the men and the women and the little one, and the outsider within your town gates, so that they may hear and so they may learn and they will fear Adonai, your God, and take care to do all the words of this Torah. So, and finally, for me, the, the strongest verse in this area is Exodus 12:49, And what it says is this, the same Torah applies to the native as well as the outsider who dwells among you. Right? So, one of the questions that I'm always asked, especially by pastors, is, oh, you're Jewish. Ah, are you under the law? So, <laughs> what they're really asking me is, am I really saved? <laughs> and they, they see the law, God's instruction, somehow as opposite God's grace. But because they're very serious about this, I try and, and uh, put a little humor in, in it, and I answer this way. I say, absolutely, I'm under the law, the law of loving God 
and the law of loving your neighbor, aren't you? And that way, you know, things lighten up a little, and then we can have a serious discussion. But, um, the, you know, <laughs> you don't want to, when you, when you uh, please, uh, let's, let us learn how to discuss and talk things out and, and not get so crazy upset and angry and, oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, so uh, I believe that are we under the law really is the wrong question to ask because we're all instructed by the entire scripture. We should follow it as God puts it in our heart. So as an example, let me show you how this works. Um, you might not have in your heart that you shouldn't steal. So you think stealing is okay because it's all up to you, right? But you must follow that anyway because that is a different type of law. But if you don't feel in your heart that you want to keep kosher, that's really more up to you. And so you won't keep kosher until you feel that God has spoken to you about it. And I think that's fine. And, and I think, look, so some laws we have to keep, and other laws... God is writing them on our heart, and when he writes them on our heart, we need to do it. And I understand how frustrating this is for people to watch others who don't follow certain instructions or, um, or laws, but honestly, believers out there, let's get over ourselves, would you? We can give our opinion, but then we have to leave the rest to between them and God, okay? Um, Look, uh, and God will take care of things. Uh, he's going to judge our heart. You know, it says in Second Corinthians 5.10 that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Messiah. Okay? So that one may receive what is due for the things he did while in the body, whether good or bad. Or First Peter 4.17, which says, For the time has come to judgment, to begin with the house of God. If judgment begins with us first, what will be the end for those who disobey the good news of God? And Matthew 12, 36 and 37, But I tell you that on the day of judgment, men will give an account for every careless word they speak. Oh my goodness, it's going to be crowded up there with that line. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Look, we have to make sure that we handle God's word appropriately. And some people say, well, does this mean if you're under grace that you ignore the law? Here, let me give you a quick example. Um, if, you, uh, if a police officer stops you for speeding and you know you were guilty, however, you were rushing, you explain it to the officer, and he says, okay, I'll tear up the ticket. What do you think he means when he says, but... I don't want to ever catch you speeding again. Does this mean that his pardon or his grace opens the way for you to disobey the law? On the contrary, you're blessed and expect to never disobey the speed limit again because you are blessed that you've received grace the one time. Okay? So it's something similar to that. And there are plenty of scriptures, as you know, but... Honestly, we, we are out of time, so let me just pray and, and close this teaching and come back next week. We'll have a great time. Uh,
please, if you want to give to, uh, to this radio program, call Karen at 813-831-5673. Let's close in prayer. Avinu Malkenu. We just thank you. You say in Psalm 119, Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the Torah of Adonai. Happy are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with a whole heart. Father, I pray that you would look at our hearts this day, and I pray that we would look at our own hearts and make sure that we are right before you. Uh, I pray that you will see similarly that we are right and that you uh, are pleased with who we are. Lord, uh, touch us now as we seek to be more like you. Father, I pray that, the, that you, Lord, would be our first priority. And, and I pray that our listeners would grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray all of this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.